Trading range, same trading range over the last couple days. Rotation, 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 keeping us afloat. Rotation within sectors itself. Some tech, Microsoft down five bucks, no news. Other tech, higher. You know it's a tough environment when your stock gets taken over at a lower price, a take under. Chat, we got a lot to figure out. We need chat GPI here to figure out this market. This is pre-market prep on a Tuesday. Let's get going. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I'm bidding a penny. I'd buy that stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. All right, good morning, traders. Uh, we were in the green. Now we're in the red by one handle, 41.35 and a quarter. That's your last print. The buck giving back some of those gains from yesterday, down 41 cents at 101.83. Bonds backed off 134, up just a couple ticks at 132 and 21.30 seconds. Crude distancing itself from that $80 level down 24 cents at $79.50. Gold bouncing off, off 2K. We're up 13 bucks at 2016.80. Silver back on the 25 handle up 19 cents at 25.01. Bitcoin over 30K for the first time, I think, in a long time here, maybe going back uh, to the middle of 2022. That's up eight hundred and thirty dollars at thirty thousand two hundred fifty. Well, there's not too many times on the pre pre market show when uh, you got Triple D just scratching his head. Microsoft down four and a half bucks. Other tech in the red, but we're flat on the session. Triple D, we got to figure this market out today. Well, it's incredible the rotation we've been talking about this, and it's incredible that this mega cap tech has now taken like this opposite. You know, we've been talking about it. it's like value, and it used to be value versus growth, but like lately, it's like everything versus mega cap tech. And it seems like when you're seeing a little bit of rally in the banks, so they start showing life, the mega cap tech starts to roll over. I mean, we saw it to a certain extent yesterday, um, but then you know they come in and they buy the dip on these things too. So. It's really weird. This is a very weird morning here again. You got Microsoft down five. No real news. Some companies saying, oh, there was kind of comments from a boutique firm. Others are saying UBS was saying, oh, the Azure uh, revenue is is too high, the estimates. I mean, people are scrambling. There's news desks scrambling to try to find a real headline. We see some Microsoft down five. Full disclosure, I do have a trading position on in that. Uh, but I mean, it's a weird market right now. Rotation, rotation, rotation. Every day you're seeing some stocks higher and you're seeing some stocks lower. And I mean, this is normal markets, but you know, when you have a big update, like a big, you know, buy the dip like yesterday, there's still stocks that are like going the other way. It's a very weird market right now. And I mean, that's what's keeping the market afloat. It's been the rotation keeping it up here. The rotation this morning is wicked though. Well, you're coming up. You're coming up on what uh, uh, CPI number tomorrow, right? Which is going to, you know, have some impact on the Fed. 
Uh, and then you get your starting Q1 earnings season, and uh, you got the banks, all these banks. I mean, you have to you have to be wondering what kind of results they're going to have. I mean, we're getting the bigger ones first, but we are getting, uh, you know, some regionals. Uh, uh, PNC is reporting. So uh, just a quiet, you know, a quiet period. There's volatility within some of the stocks themselves, but uh Market's waiting. Market's in a holding pattern here. Bob, uh, good morning to you, Mitch. We do we do have uh, some earnings, and we do have uh, some bad news in the biotech sector. Let's let's start with some good news with uh, with Carmax. All right, let's get into those earnings. And looks like Carmax just just to just to talk about their future outlook. They expect in by fiscal year twenty six to generate thirty three billion to 45 billion let's talk about their earnings this quarter though q4 eps 44 cents versus 98 cents the prior year sales of 5.72 billion missed the 6.04 billion estimate but they do affirm those long-term financial goals like i mentioned to a high end of 45 billion and right now they have 5.72 billion in the quarter that's going to be interesting to look for p on this puppy What's the PE? Let's find out on CarMax. I it's funny really... where you get our CFA hats. It's 18 forward, looks like. Um, at least that's what I'm ta taking from the pro here. Just looking at 18. Yeah, even. 18. It's around 18. Yeah, around 18. It's, a, it's amazing. It's a little bit high, was, right? So, yeah, it is. But the stock was you know, just so much in favor for a long time, from 2016, $40 up to 2021, 140 Now it's kind of gone full circle. That's why I asked what the PE is, because you wonder if a stock like this isn't a long-term buy. Like when you're looking at different, not saying, you know, today that I would chase it up $5. We know in this market, you don't need to chase because it seems like you always get another opportunity, but stock's way oversold. It's been trending down here for a year and a half here now. It's a company that has been around a long time. So you just wonder if a stock like this isn't a long-term buy here. Not, I'm not coming in buying it today. Again, it's up five, but maybe you put it on your radar, if it leaks it back. And again, maybe it just gaps and goes here, but. I think you're starting to get into a range here. We're giving back five years of gains, basically, in KMX here. Um, if you go back to like 20, you're at 2017, 2018, 2019 pricing. So most of those gains did come 2020, 2021. But you're back within this range here. It's an interesting, interesting thought of a long-term buy on Carmax. Very interesting on the technicals here because you are opening into an area of potential resistance. Not one, not two, but three highs in this area. Pre-market highs coming in at 71.57. I just looked at all these highs between here and here. They're between 71 and 72. So the onus is on the bulls here. To get the bid, get the 71 bid, take out the 72 sellers, and then things open up, open up on the uh, on the upside. But I see three, four highs in that exact same area. It'd be interesting to see if it gets back to that pre-market high. I don't think in this environment we're going to get to the top of the range. Usually these gap and goes have been holding up for you know at least a couple days and that top of that range if you're waiting to buy the dip or back on the gap that would be 6611 but a lot of highs in the same area there is carvana moving off it i know it's not the same carvana and again these are similar companies but carvana is the one zombie burning cash trying to survive carmax is not carvana carmax has been around a long time carmax you, you know has a history of you know making money it's they're not the same company at all I think actually CarMax benefits if Carvana goes away. And I'm not necessarily saying that Carvana is going to go away, but 
it, it, you know, obviously it's still up in the air whether Curvon is going to survive or not. Do what we have anything else in this sector? Anything else that uh, is it really this? Dumb? This used car dealership is really what yeah, it's used car dealership, auto truck dealerships. You can look at those too. What's up, Penske? Um, What's up, Roger Penske symbol? Mm, let's see here. I, I should probably have it in two it's, seconds. It's something. P A G. I got you, bro. Come on, Joel. Come on, Joel. What's up? Come on, man. Penske Automotive. It just took me one click away. That's Transport Company, though, isn't it? Then AutoNation, maybe? A-N? Yeah. Penske Automotive is different. Ooh, this one actually looks better. This looks better. Way better chart right here, A-N, than I would say KMX, at least from the chart outlook. But I know that's... But you got to watch. Just because they say auto. I mean, yeah. Okay, AutoNation, I guess, if you look at it. Yeah, AutoNation is a used car dealer. Used cars, for sure. Exactly. These, like these this. all look. You're right. You know there is the, some competition here. So, so Penske is is uh, is transports. AutoNation yeah. used cars. So AN's a good one too to look at with this, and it is trading up with it this morning as well. I mean, one it depends that, uh, what kind of chart you like, right? I'm a value guy. I don't mind buying them in the gutter for the long term <laughs> portfolio. But your momentum guys, be like, why are you buying that one? Buy the one that's going up. So you know, it depends what kind of trader and depends your time frame. One thing that is an interesting fact about CarMax that most people probably don't know is that you know this was actually spun off from a unit from Circuit City. Do you guys remember Circuit City? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was actually spun off from That's that. Crazy, and yeah. it's now its own company, right? And that was in, uh, it was formed in 93. So that's interesting to kind of keep an eye out on CarMax. We'll see what happens to used car sales. I mean, interest rates are still pretty high, right? I mean, I think that's going to hold back car sales, but we'll see what happened there. I think, but they got to also consider that I think it holds back new car sales. I think when people are struggling, I think that yeah, they new need cars. A car, new cars, uh, you know, cars. used cars become priority over new cars. Mm -hmm. So again, they've found all ways around this. They take the amortization from five to 10 and then, you know, you go buy. <laughs> Don't worry. Soon anyways. we're going to have the 30 year car they loan. Figure it out. Oh yeah. It'll be 30 year car. Yeah, <laughs> 30, 30 year, year car loan. Amortized. Dennis, check out years. this co-part that someone just brought up in the chat. Ah. T. I've traded it before, but wow, that's another one too. Eh? Provider of online auctions and vehicle remarketing service tar targeted primarily at insurance companies, car dealerships, fleet operations, and vehicle rental companies. Bottom line, there's just a lot of competition in the sector. So maybe <laughs> KMX. You, but this is why we love the chat. You get a little idea, and I hadn't really thought about it more than five minutes. I was like, ah, it's coming into a value area. It's been beat up. But then you start thinking, Oh, there's just competition coming all <laughs> over the place here in the used car dealership. So maybe we strike the record and we don't buy the Carmax. Maybe <laughs> it's down for the reason here. But decent day today. It's up five. It's been beat up really bad. So when stocks get beat up really bad, they can continue their runs. So uh, I'm not fading and not shorting it. All right. Um, and of awesome. course, so th th this is the in the industry in auto truck dealerships. So that's why we were bringing up different names there. So definitely keep your eyes on those. Those are the top three capitalization companies in that industry. We'll see if it actually gets moving. All right. Let's go to Alibaba here as Alibaba announcing that uh, forget chat GPT. They got one of their own here. Um, so they announced here that. They have a cloud computing unit shares plans to launch its own chat GPT counterpart. And of course, Baidu had already recently launched its counterpart to chat GPT. And what do you guys think about Baba now that they got their own AI 
They're it's all going to have its own AI. AI ride. They're all going to come out with the AI. Bob actually looks like a decent spot on the chart here. You're in consolidation station here. We missed yeah. the 80. I had it for two days, and then obviously I got shaken out of it, which is terrible of me to get shaken out of that because I would have had the bottom. But I think you're in consolidation station. I think it actually looks like it wants to break out here again. Again, you have geopolitical risk, which makes me always scared on this. But 97.26, low of the move, 101. It looks like it wants to make a move to 110 to me. So um, I, I think I'm bullish, Baba, here. Uh, split the highs from the last two sessions, and then you get a move up to 105. I'm just going to call it 103. You haven't traded up there in uh, in the pre-market yet, but that's the highs from your last two sessions, and then it opens up to 105 for Baba sneaking its way back in triple digits. Let's see if it can hold triple digits. It had you know it had that run in the beginning of the year. We know what happened then, but see, important to hold that psychological $100 level. Oh, Tyler saw our gas station TV. Yes, we're on gas stations all around the oh, world. Oh, everywhere. Can't get away from this Benzinga get company. Really, get, get real, guys. Whether you're pumping your gas or you're here on YouTube, you're going to see us, baby. Nice. Smash that like button. Let's keep it going, team. All right, let's get into um, – let's, let's do – how about the rating of the day? Yes, we're going to oh, start yeah, doing sure. a little segment on the rating of the day. Let's go to Goldman Sachs Upgrade. On Weight Watchers International to buy, raising price target to $13. WW, who did you have your pairs on, Dennis? I heard in the chat Jay telling you that you had your W and W Microsoft pair on. Yeah, that's that probably good, what you right? should have had. That's the one I should have had. Long short Microsoft long WW. That'd been a good one there. I tried to buy WW <laughs> last night multiple times when this rating broke. Came from Goldman Sachs, obviously my former Goldman. broker there. I'm on IB now. Um, it's not surprising. They put a 13 PTP, uh, they put a 13 price target on this. So it's not surprising that they're rip roaring and rallying. One, GS has the most influence. Two, it's a huge price target. Three, it goes to buy and the stock has just been in the gutter here. So I'm not surprised at all. I try to buy at 450, 460. Um, and, and, it, and it, when, when the rating came in, you know, and obviously I don't get direct from Goldman anymore because I'm not a Goldman customer. Um, by the time, you know, it gets out there that hey, Goldman's, you know, it's starting to pass around the Goldman upgraded this. It's like five minutes after the rating broke, the thing's already up at 480. So I'm like, do I want to pay 480? So I was like, I was hoping it would pull back a bit. Didn't. And, you know, now it's 525. I guess I should have bought 480. All right. Uh, I've got some comments on this. First of all, the pre-market high is five, 505, or excuse me, it's higher than that. It is... Uh, looking on the wrong bar. Pre-market high comes in at 537. There's not much there until you have a daily high at 555, and then you can see it opens up again. I'm not sure what ha what happened on this day when it blasted to seven bucks, but they came back and uh and uh, filled the gap nicely. Uh, maybe if you want to wait and buy it on a pullback, see if you can get back at the 450, 460 area here. I will just say from a fundamental standpoint, I don't know about Weight Watchers long term because I've never heard Lisa talk about a drug as much as I'd heard her talk about Ozempic. And it is going it is a new weight loss drug that is gonna change obesity. Is in this, this the lowly one? Who makes it? I, you know what? That's what I need to know, Joel. Come on, Lee, man. That's what I've well, been talking has to the new, What's the Lily one? <laughs> this is... Uh, I what's mean, the name of it? Let's Google it right now. What's the yeah, name of it? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. Ozempic. 
Osempic. I definitely don't know how to spell that, but I'll try. Um, it. I, I'll give it to you. Um, Oz. Oh, I, I have it already in here. I'm trying to figure out who makes it though. Who it's no. Oh, that's it. the Novo jug. That's Novo. Novo. Nordisk. Novo. Yeah, they've been talking. Uh, Lily has the jug, and that's the Novo one. Oh, have so you? So and Lily have the two weight loss drugs. Dude, did coming. you see this stock take off? It oh, gapped, and on the first this? day, the first yes. day, I was like, "This is this a, a, a floating island type of play? Did we want to go after this one?" Man, oh. I, I, I didn't have my man Ryan in the chat that day. I don't like to play these often, but it did look good. What's there. the symbol on that again? NBS. You know what? I asked her about, uh, you know, which companies and what she said. She's like, she wants to open up a compounding pharmacy. And NBO. They can, sorry they about get, that. Sorry yeah, about that. Let's get that right. NBO. I want to get it right. NBO. NBO. Yeah. Maybe people. Yeah. Look at this thing. Just starting absolutely marvelous. You, you couldn't give us this in in early oh. 23, man. Come on, man. I can't. I'm. I'm. I'm gonna, we I'm needed gonna... this last year. Yeah, Joel. we needed this oh, last man. year. Joel, I'm, so on, man. Man. I'm not talking to show. her. She needs to redeem we herself. We need Lisa on the for show. Palatine. Yeah, you know what, Joel? When you're out next week, we could we could bring Lisa on. We're Lisa well, on. actually, she's <laughs> going with me. So, I mean, oh my lord. Oh, and we someone needed this in... drug a year ago, Joel. How oh, long she was? I don't know if she's been talking about it. Oh, I'm so upset with her. What other drugs is she talking? We're gonna have an argument. We're definitely gonna have an argument tonight. <laughs> what other <laughs> stocks is she talking about? Give yeah, what more. else are we talking no, about? No, this is just it. Oh, Zempic. Okay. No. The, well, the day she mentions another drug, the first day, bring it to us on this show. We want to know on the day one, not on day 100. All right. <sighs> yeah, there would have been an opportunity here. NVO has been going up here nonstop for six months. So, and we do know right they now. talk about this one on, they talk about the Lily drug. And they talk about the Novo oh, drug this is, this is, on CNBC uh, yes, and, and on yeah. our show. Mm, so I, I think we're going to have to keep an eye on that Lily, right? I mean, Lily's been – I'm still upset. I got cut through the 330 on the pullback. I'm, I'm ticked off too. We said it on the show. When oh, man. That thing just launched off, man. We were kept saying eventually this is going to turn around. This Lily's going to turn around. <sighs> and it's a we tough missed one. this one too. Yeah, obviously, it went for know. that down gap between 320 and 310 on the daily for the October gap. And I think that that was the area that I should have been targeting. I was targeting more that it wouldn't go through that gap zone, but that's when it cut me out through that gap. But yeah. that was a nice little gap pullback and then launch. Yeah. Disappointing. That's what I'll say. Very, and and very, I mean, healthcare overall has been starting to get really strong. Look at Merck's chart. That looks to me like it wants to go. Healthcare again was going to turn eventually. It was in the gutter. We talked about Johnson and Johnson. We talked about a lot of these stocks. Hopefully, some of the chat picked them up because they were just beat up. The healthcare stocks kept getting beat up, and eventually they were going to start to turn around. I mean, the valuations were coming in, never been cheap, but. When the market starts to play a little bit of defense here, gets out of its tech FOMO going, they moved it back to drugs. I mean, this is where the market finds it safe. This is where you get a little bit of yield. This is where you get a little bit of growth, even if you're buying the right ones. And you have it's still the aging population. So go right back to demographics. So I still think drugs should be a core part of everybody's portfolio. They are in my long-term portfolio. I'm going to keep watch definitely on a lot of these healthcare names. I feel like they've been really strong and we got to, we got to watch this because uh, I, I have a feeling this could be a, a good sector wide move. I'm even keeping an eye on uh, the healthcare plans. What about, the, what about Pfizer? I mean, Dennis, yeah, I know Pfizer started to get you, off the bottom. I've been wrong on Pfizer for a long time, so I'm still <laughs> long it. 
I still think Pfizer at this, you know, again, the valuation got to be, you know, skeptical when you see the 910 because it's got the COVID bump. So the PE is probably still 15, 16 if you remove some of that COVID fluff that's in there. And I mean, this might be a good segue into Moderna here now. Yes. Because Moderna is having a rough day here. We've been talking about Moderna having other drugs moving away, trying to diversify themselves away from COVID. Well, all of a sudden, that didn't go that well here. Mitch, give us the news on mRNA. All right. So Moderna stating it's mRNA 1010, uh, the company's first vaccine against influenza. Of course, the flu is currently being evaluated in two phase three trials. The second phase three trial that's being conducted in the northern hemisphere reportedly did not meet the statistical threshold necessary to declare early success. This was reported by the street. So it seems like they're having issues with this. And of course, that's going to go ahead and affect their financials. Looks like they did give an estimate on respiratory product sales in 2027 to be in the range of $8 billion to $15 billion. But this is not good news, at least for today, as they are taking a little bit of a pullback. I mean... It's it's a later trial, so now they got some problems here. I still like Moderna over BNTX because they have a lot of other things cooking here, but this is a setback for sure. So, you know, the stock was getting some life, starting to look pretty good, and then boom, tape bomb for Moderna here, down eight bucks. I let the dust settle on this one. Yeah, oh boy. When I see a move like that, a rally coming off like a major low, the first thing that pops in my mind is like, wow, what? Like, if you miss the move off this March low, where would you want to get? Where would it be the 50%? And I looked at it and it was like right at 146. But you had like a nanosecond to figure you would have yeah. had your order out there. Now it's got a nice bounce off 146. Uh, just trying to uh, decide what to do here at 152. It feels like one of those charts were a little bit overreaction when they got it down there. I think you're going to have a hard time getting down back towards that uh, that pre-market low. But if you want to be patient and try and get it in that area, uh, that's what I would look for. Do we have any other immediate, um, intermediate lows? No, not really. Uh, there was some stuff on the dailies too. Holy mackerel. Four lows in that area too back at the end of March. So I don't know. Now it's in, totally in no man's land. You might get a gap fill. Uh, yesterday's close or yesterday's low, 154.45. Don't think you're going to be seeing that close from yesterday though at 160.15. All right. Let's go to a question in the chat here. I think it was interesting. Um, we did get a tip for this. So I'm going to try to address oh, yeah, it we, here. We, yeah. The we get a tip, then we uh, yeah, we, then we address it. We got you guys. We could have dinner tonight. Yeah, Craig nice. coming in here. At what point do some of these cannabis stock warrants buys, specifically the U.S. providers, Cresco, Green Lab, Cure Leaf, and True Leaf? Well, of course, team, like always, one thing that I do want to let you guys in on is events that we are doing. And today is definitely a great event that you guys definitely don't want to miss out. I want to let you guys in on, of course, you guys got to come over to the Cannabis Capital Conference today, guys. So you guys can definitely join. Um, so what I want you guys to do is come over, of course, to the virtual events. Uh, we are going to have a virtual event today where you can hear from specifically two or three of these companies today. So I do want you guys to check that out. 
Um, and of course, we do have cannabis news today. Tilray's brand set to acquire cannabis Hexo Corp in a $250 million transaction. And we're going to have a great conference for you guys. So if you guys are cannabis investors, definitely click that link that I just put up. But let's talk a little bit about Tilray here and their deal with Hexo. Of course, uh, Tilray will acquire Hexo by exercising $173 million in secured convertible note to be acquired from Hexo's former creditor. And then here it's a, at a small discount, they're saying, in July 2022 that would give it roughly 49% of the company's equity while paying $75 million to acquire the remaining outstanding shares. Do we have a so ratio? If you look at, Did yeah, you I'll, I'll, try to, I'll try to get the ratio. See if he looks, hunts down a ratio in the background here, um, just as we talk about it. Um, it. Hexo obviously trading down. I mean, it got the big pop yesterday on the rumors it was going to get taken over. So obviously it's a massive disappointment when they see the price and the stock's right back down to where it was. So everybody was buying on that rumor, got crushed. This is just showing you the desperation in this industry. Um, yeah. Again, there is going to be some companies that survive. There is going to be some good companies. And, you know, you even look at Tilray, Churchill. I mean, the Hexo, whatever, was $450. If you did the splits and stuff, it's a buck now. Tilray, same thing. Hit that 300 We know when the buzz was going crazy. It's 2 bucks here now. Majority of investors lost a lot of money in these stocks. But, you know, is there some diamonds in the rough? You know, when the dust you know settles, there's going to be a few major players left. You know, I think you've got to get into the experts. Maybe that's why you go to these conferences to find out which ones. I have no idea which ones survive. Yeah. We used to bring Alan Brockstein on. Alan had the terrible accident, but he's feeling a lot better here now. Maybe we can bring Alan back. Um, we'll have to talk about that. But um, obviously, you know, he had some issues um, from from his own personal health. And we wish Alan the best. He was great on the show for a long time. I don't don't cover the sector, and I can't I tell you no which ones are going to survive. Have. So. Don't. You know, I, I, I pair trade CGC and Tilray sometimes, but besides that, I've never really been an investor in cannabis stocks. So I think you got to go to that conference if you want to know which ones are the ones to buy. Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll take a pass on these as far as the technicals go. Figure out your age. I just say that uh, Tilray, I mean, it's trading down here in 19 cents. Had a had a nice uh, two-day move here. So uh, important to get back above uh, yesterday's high in Tilray. And that comes in at uh, 266, currently trading 255. So, wow, they're not hitting it that much, but uh, figure out the ratio, trade that. Still trades pretty good volume, though, 18 million shares. And what was the all-time high in that? 300 on Tilray. Yeah, the yeah. whole number theory. I remember that one. It's going limit up, limit up, limit up that day. That just shows you the silliness that sometimes goes. Again, in the short run, when a stock is hot, valuation doesn't matter at all. In the long run, valuation always matters. So when you're buying stocks and nosebleed valuations, if you hold them long enough, you usually lose. Now, again, if you're a great trader and you can get in and out of these things, you know, you can get in with the momentum, there's opportunities there. But we know when you're buying nosebleed valuation, you don't want to get stuck holding the bag because eventually there's usually a lot of bag holders. That's how it is. And uh, I think we'll keep watch to see whatever happens if we do get some kind of fiscal policy to come in here that can actually give this some tailwind. That's what needs to happen. It it's needs been a to tough get- it needs to be federally stocks. legal. Let's just be honest. We can't just keep doing this state by state thing. 
that's not going to work. And then what's even going to be harder is do we get like national regulation, right? If it's going to be state by state, this affects the companies differently. They got to go ahead and worry about different regulation, costs, expenses, expenses, expenses. So what we need to see is what? Higher demand and, of course, federally legal so that they can get access to loaning and everything that they need to actually get to that next level. But you guys check out, of course, Cannabis Capital Conference today. And I'll throw up the link one more last time. Sure. All right. Let's get into, of course, uh, let, let's do maybe one more here. I did have another rating on Goldman Sachs upgrading Whirlpool shares to buy from neutral. Um, so we could take a look at Whirlpool today. Um, this is not a chart that I look at often. What do you guys think about Whirlpool? I'll tell you, Goldman could turn it around, though. Sometimes you just need a vote of confidence here. This stock has absolutely been killed as well. It's got a 5% dividend here now. People are acting like they're never going to buy you know, a washer dryer here again or any of these Whirlpool appliances here. I think at a certain point <laughs> in time, Whirlpool is probably a buy. Goldman upgrading it. I wouldn't fade it. Uh, up on not much volume, 300 and uh, up. Three dollars and eighty-seven cents on seventeen hundred shares, probably bid. If you're looking for a target here, maybe this one thirty-five area, shorter-term target. You had three highs in that area back in uh, in mid-March, so there's a target on the upside. I'm not sure where to buy it. Doesn't look like you're going to get a gap filled. Uh, the top of yesterday's range one twenty-nine thirteen for the. And does people know without looking up where this company is domiciled? It's got to be Michigan. Joel wouldn't ask. Michigan. Yep. Benton Harbor. Benton Harbor. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Benton Harbor, Michigan company. Whirlpool. Uh, I mean, the P is nine on this thing. The forward P is nine. So at a certain point, unless you think that we're going to, and here's, you know, the issue is if they do have a lot of debt. So if you think this, banking crisis is going to get worse which it's obviously not even being talked about anymore so it seems like it's not bad right now but if there is a fall apart there these companies with debt can get hit so there is quite a bit of debt here at seven billion dollars in long-term debt but hmm. i mean this company is cheap all right let's go ahead maybe and cheap gonna... for a reason i don't own it maybe it's cheap for a reason but it's cheap all right, let's go ahead. Let's get to our Trade Zero Tuesday time. Let's get it. All right, how we doing, Dan? Welcome back. Morning, folks. Fantastic. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday indeed. And it seems like we're finally getting a little bit away from the bank concerns. It's been a huge rally in tech and it seems like it's definitely climbing the wall of worry or is that what you're seeing out there dan right now well, climbing that wall of worry yep we see folks you know back to some patterns that uh you know that were that were traditionally uh you know sweet spot for our traders you know the memes and the bank stocks which i think they're fading out of the bank stocks right now both the regionals uh, and the majors and just looking for those intraday you know gap up opportunities there's a ton of small caps today that are up, you know, uh, you know, 100 plus percent uh, that many of our folks are trade are fading and trading. Uh, so, you know, for the last couple of weeks, uh, I'd say the last week, you know, uh, once the kind of the banking stuff died down, we've been noticing a shift towards that sweet spot for our folks, which is 
you know, those intraday gappers, especially in the, uh, you know, lower float, smaller cap uh, opportunities. And for a while that, you know, those were taken place by, you know, the, uh, you know, the First Republic and, and, and other banks like that, that had some, uh, you know, stigma around them. Dan, can you just talk about this? And it seems like you're exactly right. There seems like there's times when small caps are moving, you know, if they get hot, they, you know, they start buzzing up and, you know, you get these opportunities where maybe, yeah. you know, like, and even talk about, let's, we were talking about Tilray a few minutes ago, and I just want to bring you back. Do you remember when Tilray was going 50, 100, can I tell 50, you guys, 200, 300? I was listening and a couple points about that. Sure. I remember, you know, they need to figure out how they handle these, the, the halts. Right. The lemon up, lemon down's a mess. It's it's because you give folks no opportunity to get in or get out, and then all of a sudden, when the thing opens back up, it's ten twenty, and that day, that stock. I don't I don't know if it was a pre market move when it went up to three hundred, um, but I remember vividly it was halted, open up 30, 40 points, and obviously from a broker dealer standpoint, we provide leverage, and folks are, are borrowing money, and when stocks are in halting, and and you know what it's gonna, and you see how it's gonna gap up. Yeah. You see what the PL is going to look like, and it's just yeah. like hurry for the exits. But you also know, conversely, that it is those systems that are really pushing those things up when they're in trading halts. So, um, you know, I don't know what the answer is on these things, but I do remember that vividly. It popped up there, and I think, you know, came back down like 100 points in, in, in a matter of minutes. If memory serves me. Yeah, it wasn't up there for long. And I do agree with you on this limit up, limit down. It seems like, you know, it works well at times, but the whole point was to like bring in liquidity. But now you get these small caps and these news events and they're like, they they open for 15 seconds and then they halt again. And then they it's, open it's, for 15 seconds and they halt again. And it's more disruptive. And I watch and, these, and the limit up, limit down doesn't apply in the pre-market. And sometimes you watch and the pre-market trading is smooth. And it's going well. And then the stock's open at 9.30 and it's halt. And it's halt. And it's halt. And it's like, why don't you look at what's going on in the pre-market yeah. where they're actually trading smooth without these halts yeah. as opposed to like trying to regulate, you know, and 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 it's just more disruptive. But than maybe they forego market orders, you know, coming out of a halt or something like that. I don't know. But it's the way that they that it's handled now is just it's, it's unfair, really. When you don't have an opportunity to get in and get out and then things come up or down in your face by, you know, multiple, uh, you know, percentages or points. It just, it's not right. So how do you, and, and how do you manage that risk as a broker dealer here, Dan, just, you know, curious, cause you know, we don't get broker dealers here on the, on the show all the time. How do you manage the risk? Like when you've got multiple clients in some of these stocks that are getting these halts, like, is it like, like, how do you manage that risk as a broker dealer? Well, there's a lot of automation, obviously. Uh, yeah. It's hard to do on a manual basis, but yeah. you do have to have eyes on things because, you know, it's the human that would see and, and be able to pick up on, you know, on our platform, we have uh, little indicators for limit up, limit down. And as those bubble up to the top, you can see when the halt is going to happen. So looking at that stuff and, and managing that with larger positions and managing those larger positions, those are the ones that, that, that are the issue. The, the, the folks that have really big positions going into a situation where you're going to get a halt. And then when that happens, you don't know where you're going to end up, you know, when the thing opens back up. So mitigating action is, is best when taken in advance. Obviously, when you're in the halt, you, you're along for the ride. So we try and get ahead of those as best we can. And there's a lot of automation in, in sort of managing uh, P&Ls and, and, and uh, customers' accounts. Let's take it back to the small caps here. Um, just that conversation you're saying, you know, you're seeing lots and, you, and, and again, we, you know, we get these pockets of time. It seems like where, 
you know, favor for a couple of weeks, then they go out of favor and they start to it's leak, weird. leak, leak, leak. It seems like they have these violent spikes of the whole small cap groups. And then they just leak, 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 leak. Right. And then a few months later, they have violence. And then you try to figure out where is the next attention? Where is it now yeah. focused? Because it's somewhere. It may not necessarily be in active trading, but it may be, you know, attention on, you know, an investment for a couple of days or whatnot. And and we're always trying to, you know, stay current with with what uh, we're offering to people and 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 uh, you know, providing them the abilities in the areas that they really want to focus on. Yeah, you know, right now, definitely the AI hype has really started to take over. There seems like there's always some new kind of hype that really starts getting stocks. I'm sure you're hearing it from a, a lot of your clients right now talking about AI stocks. Um, and, and a and, lot of these are some lower kind of volume, lower float type of stocks that you might need, of course, like locates to try to attack if you're trying to go against these names or maybe hedge like a, a long that you, you know, you got to big return and you're just like, all right, well now I just need to kind of secure this return, right? Um, different ways to go about it nowadays, of course. And a lot of these are going to be the short locates to get after these names. Um, how are you guys doing right now with these kind of AI stocks? Uh, today, actually one, uh, one that cracked the top 10 for us is GFAI, Guard Force AI. Yeah. We had some news out uh, yesterday and uh, the stock popped nicely. Uh, but today, you know, the fade is begin. The volume is dried up for the last couple of days, and uh, and and this is in a you know the number six spot coming into the call on our top list uh, of active shorts. How how do your traders? And obviously, you know, it's not everybody, but I mean, how do the better traders time these fades? Because it can be really dangerous to obviously you know just jump in and say, oh, this stock's up 100%. It's going to come back down to more. I'm going to short it. And then the thing goes up 200% and you're underwater. I'm always kind of spooked sometimes on fading these things. How do you like, how do your better traders time these fades? You know what? If I knew, I would be doing it myself. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, look, I, I, I've been on enough. Well, I'm not a trader. Like I told you guys, I'm still yeah. on the same stocks. Um, but, you know, first red candle, looking at volume drying up. I mean, these are strategies that I've never used myself, but I've, there's a lot of commonality when you talk to some of the more, you know, uh, successful traders. Yeah. Uh, they all have a strategy. And I think the key point is, is if it doesn't match up with their criteria, they don't do it, right? Yeah. So yeah. there's a lot of discipline. Forget about the strategy for a second. I think there's just, just in terms of the core of a, of, of a successful trader, is their discipline, right? And that's really what, 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 what helps those folks as opposed to the others. Because look, if you're sitting here standing, staring at the screen all day long, every day, it's human nature to want to interact. Right. Yeah. But if the signals aren't there and, 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 and the setup doesn't materialize, you don't do it. Yeah. And I think it's an important thing, like you just mentioned, Dan, that you don't do it. But what if you already got those locates? We'll get some credit back. Right. Yes, I mean, that's right. That's what Trade Zero money. can do for you. Right. I mean, get that credit back, because the truth is, especially if you're getting short locates, there's going to be times where you're just going to have to sit on them that's because right. the trade setup is just not there. And I think at that point, you need to have some ability to try to get some money back, right? I mean, right. that's right. So, and also paying it forward, right? You know, if you keep, keep the next trader in mind, it was maybe hard for you or took you a little while to get those locates, pay it forward. Yeah. Market for it, credit, give it to the next.
trade. Ex exactly. And especially when demand are uh, driving these short locates higher and higher, especially when these stocks are coming out of halts and things like that, exactly. that's definitely going to change and shake things up for the demand and the supply that's out there for the stock. Uh, it's always great to talk to you, Dan. You guys, like always, you guys see it. We bring it up on, on a daily for our stocks to watch. You guys check out Trade Zero's flagship software here definitely check it out team and of course if you guys are ever looking for an extensive inventory of short locates check out trade zero we'll have you back on dan take gentlemen care, man. always a pleasure go get him thank you Dan. always good to have Better you on dan all right let's get back to the market joel how are we looking right we got now? a rally you going can... on we rally. Got a rally yeah rally thank microsoft you, rally. is not mm. not participating no. Uh, but uh, yeah, we got it. We're getting some nice movement here. We bounced off the pre market low at 41.33 and a quarter, and we're right back at uh, mid range on the session. Tesla bounced back. Mitch, I was gonna, I gave you a level yesterday in Tesla. Did you, did you pay attention to it on that Tesla short? Hmm, I know I covered into it. Are um, you still? Are you? Did you cover? No, he covered. Come, on. Come on, Dennis. Yeah, we, we don't let winners become losers. There you go. Come on, man. We don't let winners become losers. That's a good I got out right at there. the so I, I took some into this, the like the 79s and the 70 uh 178s. Um, but then I got the rest of it out at 180.13. So as oh. I started coming back through 180, I said, you know what, I'll, I'll get out of this trade. Because it just didn't seem, it seemed like a day where I started seeing the, the climbing of the wall, the worry. And one stock that I was looking at was like Micron. I was looking to see if it was going to turn around and go red, but it was holding in. And that yeah. told me more and more that I didn't want to be fighting this tech move back. Mitch, do you remember what, when, well, what, uh, was the, Tim, what was the, what was the, what was the, well, goal? Tim talked to you about it too. And yeah. so when uh, uh, Tim, uh, uh, you know, caught my attention and I uh, go look at the, look at the dailies here. I mean, this doesn't always work, but it certainly gives you a reference point. And I, and I mentioned the multiple lows in the same area. Right. And I, mm -hmm. it started it, it with obviously with a stock like um, Tesla, you can't, you know, you're not going to have, you know, exact double bottoms or triple bottoms, but you had a zone in the middle of March from 176.03 up to 178.84. Four lows in the same area. So when I see something like that, I say, ah, how about 177? You know, maybe someone's trying to bring it in, you know, bring something in at 177. And that was before it had the big, you know, uh, well, it had a decline and a big rally. So I was, oh, man, I, I wish you, I was hoping you were going to pay attention to that. But anyways, so you caught it on the way back up, right? After well, it made... Yeah, I sold okay. I sold some into it like normally. Uh, I'm I'm piecing out, piecing you out. Bought right? it. You bought it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Sure. Covering. Yeah. Okay. So so it wasn't it wasn't a bad trade at all. I mean, especially overnight. I mean, it, yeah. and it's like it's like you always you never know, right? When we're coming in, we don't know if we're gonna get a tape bomb. We don't know if we're gonna get a catalyst yeah. that can move the market. This one fell in my lap, right? Sometimes it is. Sometimes it is. Triple D made a good comment too, and he was like, "Ah, oh, it's down." But you know, people like to buy Tesla. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's down. It was down true. for too many days, five, six days in a row, and they were starting to buy the other mega cap techs. And eventually, you know, you think about that one turning it around, and and in the spot it turned around was kind of to the dime. One seventy six thirty five was the low back on. The, you know, had multiple lows right around there back. You know, just from a couple of weeks ago, and then yesterday one seventy six eleven. So you started to see everything kind of turn it around there yesterday. Yeah. So, and I mean, that's what this market, you know, it's about identifying. You could feel like Schwab, Schwab was having a good day. And I tweeted out yesterday morning oh, just yes, after the financials. open. 
Yeah, you could feel like Schwab was having a good day and Kerry was having a good day. And then the market was down 30 points. I was like, you know what? If these banks continue to hold up here, they're going to start buying stocks again. And that's what they did. So I actually bought SPY for a swing trade day yesterday. Um, right at, right after I, I tweeted that out, I just kind of had a feeling that they were going to buy one? the market back. I bought the SPY. I bought the oh, SPY oh, off okay. that double bottom. I was like feeling like that there could be just from, just for a day trade, like a true day trade, not like a scalp. Um, mm-hmm. I picked it up at like four oh, like right near the low yesterday, like four oh six twenty or something like that. Triple bottom, Dennis. Yeah, I liked that whole area, and I was stopping myself <laughs> up below that four oh five sixty seven. I actually put the stop in, Joel. So I bought it like I don't know, it was around ten o'clock maybe, um, and I bought spy at four oh six twenty. I think it was. I put the stop from the previous day's low at four oh five sixty seven. I think I put it forty five sixty, and I left for the day. And I'm Good like, whatever happens. Those, those like, are like my best trades trade. right yeah. there. I'm like, I'm going to lose 50 cents on it or 60 <laughs> cents on it. Or I'm going to try to, you know, I'm not going to probably sell it at the end of the day. And then I came back in and we were over 409. And I made, I think, close to three points on it. And I was like, you know what? That's a nice little trade there. So, and I sold it right before uh, four o'clock. So, yeah. I mean, sometimes you can just get those opportunities. It just felt like they were going to come in and buy that dip yesterday. And you must have been feeling the same thing, Money Mitch, you know, when you're covering your Tesla yeah. short. You could kind of feel it yesterday. I could feel it. I was like, they, I ain't, I ain't battling this. They're buying that dip. Yeah. And, and, and one thing I noticed was the financials were up. And that's another thing that I noticed early on in the day. And then, so I was like, if, if they're not getting wrecked, yeah. I, I'm not going to be fighting this technology trade. That's the only time I've seen this kind of turn around is when we were starting to get a weak JPM, a weak Bank of America. And Bank of America has the levels of all levels right underneath it. I don't know if you guys can see that, but Joel, that's seven stars for me. Forget the five. Um, we're going we're going full seven stars on this daily outlook this here. Twenty seven fifty yeah. area. Is what yeah, you see about. that, Joel? Yeah. It just stands out to me. Like yeah. it's either there's a wall of buyers there and we can't get through there, or they just don't want to let it go through that. I right mean, now, it's so. interesting because you got the you got the banks. You know, uh, Friday is going to be a big day. I, I guess they're yeah. thinking that uh, it's not uh, Bank of America, but uh, you know what? I'm trying to figure out. I, I'm seeing the news here on Warren, and uh, I'm trying to oh, figure the out Japanese buys. Yeah, yeah, Japanese trying, buys. yeah, trading houses. I'm trying to. I mean, I guess there's no way for us to. How do you count? Yeah, you, you don't get. You, we can't get exposed. I mean, we can maybe do like, I don't know. I don't even know what you do. Markets. I mean, what is what are well, some of EWJ the EWJ is the ETF. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, he's yeah. not buying the entire market. Is it? Don't you think though? Like they're talking, you're seeing in multiple headlines. Oh, Warren's going to buy some. Job. He's over in Japan right now. That's where he's at right now, I believe. So. Obviously, he's going to be. There's going to be talk. Oh, Warren's in Japan, so he's buying Japanese. He owns some now. Maybe he's just visiting, you know, some (laughs) friends over there. I mean, why do we have to? He's doing this interview, I think, on CNBC too. Why do we automatically assume because Warren traveled to Japan that he's going to be buying all these Japanese companies? Why do we automatically assume that? He's raised stakes in all five trading houses, is what it says. Yeah, he he trades. He he raised stakes. He's dipping his toe, Dennis. He dipped, know, he's dipping his toes, but he already holds those. Right. Yeah, he's so just adding a little bit. He's considering buying more. He's going over there to buy a whole bunch of Japanese companies here. And he's he says, just, when you're over there and you're doing an interview, obviously you're going to talk like, yeah, you know, you know? Like, oh, I'm going to sell all your companies here. You know, you're doing <laughs> interviews and stuff. So he went over there. He was like, I'll buy a couple, this, a couple more think. percent, a couple yeah. more. You know, I'll get it. I'll get a percent or two just to look nice. I'm over here visiting. There Might as well go. get a little bit more, right? 
There you That's go. what it is, Dennis. It's like I a think gift. So too. It's, it's like a gift. It's like a gift. It's politics, it's right? Politics. We'll, we'll, we'll take a little bit more as we're here having a good, you know, dinner, and we'll keep moving along, make things look good. He's not. Hey, can he? Can he maybe? Uh, saying, I'm shorting all your stocks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that'd be kind of. It wouldn't really make sense, right? I mean, Could or he maybe he by China more. while he's over there, and maybe uh, you know, uh, and, you know, talk to Chi. And nah, see what's going nah, on I don't over think there. so. I don't think that. I don't think that's gonna happen, Joel. But no. maybe he can buy some more oil. Maybe uh, some oil. Oxy? I still think he's gonna oxy, eventually oxy? buy all of oxy. Uh, just by oxy keeps coming back. Let's down take there. a look at oxy oil stocks. Back. Oxy was so awesome to trade down there. I still have the long-term holding, but I still want to come back just to start trading it again. I want to go buy the 58 again and sell the 60 and buy the 58 and sell the 60 and buy the 58 and sell the 60. There were so many opportunities down there to buy it at the 57, 58 area, and then it eventually comes back. I love having that Warren putt. You know, that's <laughs> just been the trade is Oxy 57 to 60. This has I been going on for it. like a year and a half now. <laughs> It's I like tried to jam Warren, but I couldn't do it, team. I couldn't. I couldn't jam we, Warren. Uh, man. We were like, yeah, that's <laughs> what you doing, it. Hey, at least <laughs> I made a profit, gutsy, baby. Man. At least I made a profit. You got out of there somehow alive. I don't know how you got out of there alive, but you Dennis, did. Dennis, Dennis, you, you, you got to you got to be willing, man. You got to be willing to take some shots, but also know when you're out, and There's also no know when to flip. No shorting at 58 for me. Not even no. the day trading portfolio. It's only longs at 58. No to flip because yesterday, I'm not gonna lie, I didn't take it, but I was watching this 63 area, and I'm starting to see this start moving its way back. Can we get moving to the upside here? I mean, it doesn't look too bad if we can, especially clear. Let's say like 6650s get into 70 area. I think Oxy can look really strong on the What charts. about this crude hanging up here? You yeah, know? crude is, is an I don't know. That, that would be – I'll look at the Oxy chart, but, I mean, what are, what are the uh, the next production numbers uh, uh, come out? And then we can find out really what's – you know, well, if they even give the true production numbers. But, I mean, look at it just holding up here. I mean, what's the next ca- – Next catalyst to take this thing up. I'm looking. I'm looking for a gap fill in here. I don't know when it's ever going to happen, but uh, whatever. M- multiple load. My someone's making a big stand in the 79.40, area. There's a roll coming up too. Maybe they'll do the rug pull on the on the rollover and get, catch everyone. But uh, it's just hanging up there, just like uh, gap and go. It's just not going anymore. I tell you, if you do see some M&A happening here, though, that will kickstart it. That's a possible catalyst. And we obviously had the PXD rumors yesterday. Nothing immediately materialized there. And I don't know if there's anything to it. But it's not out of the, the realm of possibilities. You got a lot of different oil companies that you could see some you know, M&A activity here. And that could kickstart it for some of the smaller names. So there's always a potential catalyst there to think about. I mean, oil, I just... I, you know, and obviously I missed it for a long time, but on this recent pullback here, uh-huh. I think it was a good opportunity if you had missed it to start to go in some names. I didn't buy the Chevron, but, you know, we liked it there. And I know that buyback is still kicking around. One of the biggest buybacks, these companies are still printing money here. I mean, PXD as well. You know, it was in the rumors, but these companies are making a lot of money right now. What's going on with that rumor? We uh, I've said a couple of times that they're still kicking the tires on it. So still, hold, still uh, 
still holding up pretty well, right? Well, it's just yesterday the rumor just broke PXD, so yeah. nothing materialized on it yesterday. We talked about the dividend. We you know we researched that and we obviously found out it's a variable dividend, so it just changes every quarter um, depending on how much money they make. But it just lets you know when you see the 12%. They're making a lot of money right now still. So, I mean, when companies are making a lot of money and they got money, you know, to burn, you could out. see some M&A activity here. It's not out of the realm. Po- you think about all the industries right now. And there's a lot of, you know, industries that are hurting right now. And, you know, some of them merge out of necessity, maybe a Hexo and a Tilray. Mm-hmm. But there's also other times where people are merging, companies are merging just because, you know, they've just got a lot of money. And you're like, let's grow more. Let's go and grab this other part of it. So I think the oil industry is in the other end of it where they've just made a lot of money here. So there's a lot of money for M&A activity. I think you could see some. I'll give you at least two to keep an eye on for that I'm looking at right now that have also nice charts, EOG and COP. I like these starting to come back if oil is going to make a next move up. These are also in Oxy's industry, right? Um, And so I like the way these are setting up. I like the levels. I like the bunch up. Um, You can clearly see resistance and support on both of these. Uh, that uh, someone's asking, and we talked about this. Um, uh, what's that? ATN Jet. The volume on Mastercard is probably just uh, prints from yesterday, right? Somebody's so, talking about fin- Mastercard. Yeah, but because the, there's Finra, there's got to be some Finra prints. It's going all Finra on. prints. If yeah, I go seven hundred fifty-six thousand. Yeah, yeah. These are all. Yeah. This hasn't really traded much at all this morning. Yeah, that usually doesn't trade much in the pre-market. Then. Uh, uh, so there it is across, especially when you look and uh, the closing price was 6014, and then you're looking and 6014 is the last print. That was just a, a big all cross, maybe a late print from the close. Yeah, and I mean, those Visa stocks and MasterCard, I can see them continuing to move higher. They're just slow but moving. They're so unbelievable. And I, again, MasterCard was probably my 23 year my best long-term investment ever and i finally have let it go just because i feel like you know it's not a cheap stock anymore and it's moved up so so much um you know my average cost base on mastercare was 11 dollars from about 17 years ago 360 maybe i should have never sold it but again you know you can say oh yeah i'm gonna hold these stocks forever and i'm never gonna sell them but when the valuations you know it's not cheap mastercard i think it trades 27 or 28 times and you know i've been nervous about the market for a while so um you know i've sold a lot of different stocks that i've had for a long time when you take your portfolio you know to 65 percent cash of some stuff you've sold but you know mastercard has been resilient it's held up very well maybe it continues to just grow i do think there there's competition coming here though like square you know, where the, you know, crypto, I don't know if that's going to be the case, but I just think it's been a MasterCard and Visa world for a long time. I do think there's eventually competition coming for them. And that's what makes me, you know, just not want to hold them for the next 15 years. But well, what about the Bitcoin stocks? Bitcoin, Bitcoin, well, Bitcoin, makes Bitcoin sense. stocks, man. This, this rally, though, if there was ever, and we've been talking about this, Mitch, and I'm, I'm with you. If there was ever a time for Bitcoin to rally, it's when we're having banking problems. So this rally makes complete sense on Bitcoin here. Like a lot of times I'm like, I don't get the rally. I don't get the rally. We've been talking about Bitcoin on this show for a little while here now. I get it. And I get that it continues to go higher here because you know what? This is what the Bitcoiners were predicting. So you know what? If they're right, they should be getting paid, and they are getting paid right now. Bitcoin breaks over thirty thousand. I have no problem. I don't like all the other crypto, you know, all the other crypto stuff there. I think if you're in crypto, I think you should be in Bitcoin. But this gives it more credibility. 
It really does. And obviously, we're always in, you know, evolving. You know, when I was on the record, you know, it was 20,000 saying it was going to 10. I was also on the record when it was 50,000 saying it was going to 10. But, you know, in the last little while, I've turned, you know, I haven't fully went bullish here at Bitcoin and, and went out and bought a whole pile of Bitcoin. But, you know, I, I get this rally. You know, I do think once the banking situation stabilizes, that mm-hmm. Bitcoin could start to leak again. But we are far from banking situation stabilizing here. We've been talking about these stocks. You know, FRC still relatively near the lows. Yes, Schwab had a decent day yesterday, which makes you feel a little more confident in the overall market. But Bitcoin makes sense when you have financial you know, instability. And that's what we have in the regional banks right now. So this move into crypto makes a lot of sense to me. All right. We'll keep an eye out on all these crypto stocks. They have been getting a lift. Of course, the mining companies, uh, different ways you guys can be looking at these kind of trade. MSTR uh, has been yeah, going they higher. Just don't, they just don't get your bang for the buck in that. I mean, I mean I've seen like the riot in these things. Uh, I mean, riot's been a good run. I mean, it's been a good sure. move, but I mean, if you, I mean, you're better off. A bit. What, what is uh, Frank Holmes's... Uh, company that's hives hive. that's hive and uh that that one's a little cheaper that's at three dollars uh these were valuation plays too joel that the valuations mm-hmm. just got crazy and again when when bitcoin was ripping to fifty thousand sixty thousand everybody's buying these yeah. you know and these crypto miners were gonna all mint valuations just got stretched it's not that some of these were really even bad companies it's just the valuations just got crazy hive at 25 dollars. i mean these things were just trading you know, hundred. You know, they, it's they were the underlining asset. Let's like, just keep it simple as this: the underlining asset behind kind these of. companies, right? That's yeah. what it is. It's Bitcoin. If it's higher, yeah, these companies will be worth more. If it's lower, these companies will be worth a lot less, right? And I think and that I, that's what we need to kind of keep an eye out. And for. I mean, it's got to be somewhat concerning if you're in Mara and you've watched Bitcoin go from twenty thousand to thirty thousand, and Mara has kind of gone nowhere. Nowhere. It's got to exactly. be somewhat concerning that maybe you know you're in the wrong stock. Riot has actually done a little bit better. Riot has actually come back a little bit there um, from yeah. from the lows. So it's been the better one of them all. But I, I think I like what Mitch was saying. You know, if you're a Bitcoin bull, why not keep it simple and just buy your Bitcoin then? As opposed to yeah. trying to pick, oh, this miner is going to do better than this. You know, there's pair trades to be had here. And I like the different pair trading aspect of the Mara and the Riot and even the Hive. But from a long-term investing standpoint, if you're a crypto bug and you love the Bitcoin, why not buy the Bitcoin then? Do we got news? Uh, people are asking here about Snowflake. And uh, we were talking about Take that. Take a look uh, in the pro. Uh, Microsoft uh, yeah. and Snow. Are the yeah. two stocks that are really lagging here today? They're the two that stand out here. Again, I have a trading position, Microsoft, which I will get out after the open. Um, Snowflake, I have no position. We were there, there was multiple commentary. Somebody said there was a boutique firm that made some commentary. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were reaching all these news desks are reaching for news here. I haven't seen anything that really stands out to me here as the reason for this. There's a lot of rotation. It's not just snow. There's a lot of tech stocks that are actually trading in the red here today quite heavily. I mean, Amazon, you know, quietly down a buck here too. I have a trading position in Amazon too, which I'm going to be getting out at at the open. I also have the long-term investment position in Amazon as well. Um, Just full disclosure. I think just rotation, which is so such wicked rotation. Snowflake feels like it's got to be something on it, though. Like down six bucks, it's down four percent. It's down, down, yeah. You feel like there's somebody said something somewhere. Yeah, it's uh, insider you, you, sales, but you, they're not big. Uh, you come no, in and, you, and they don't usually move stocks. Two day low. 
You're coming to a two-day low. I mean, it's one of these charts where it's not, you know, sometimes like the Moderna. Let's just go back to the Moderna real quick. Uh, you know, you could felt, you know, that, you know, that had that spike low. And then you can now, oh, man, I missed the dip. With this one, you got you know, see what happens at the open. But I will say for Snowflake, if you're looking, if you don't see news, you're shrugging this off, you wanted to buy it. There's one daily low in here at 140.88. You haven't hit that yet. So um, you're, maybe your risk is down to the at March 30th low at 38.76. But you just see what happens. See if they get to that two-day low, 140.88. 88. So, all right, S&Ps are kind of range-bound here. We're getting uh, – Big time snu- range-bound. Yeah, snuck into the 4140 handle. And now we're just flirting right here uh, with unchanged uh, ahead of that big CPI number. So, uh, Triple D, I'll check in with you at the top of the hour. Everyone, uh, have a good day out there. I think we get PPI too, do we not? Yeah, that's Thursday, Dennis. Yeah, um, so so Thursday, get some... you get PPI. Wednesday, you get CPI. Isn't so we're that getting lovely? Some major inflation data coming here. So you're going to have some chop, people positioning ahead. And, you mm-hmm. know, and I think we're going to get chop afterwards, too. I just think we're in another year of chop. chop. That's why, you know, I'm more uh, of a fader of moves. When Even yesterday, when I had that pretty good day trade on SPY, you know, the overall thought process is we've dipped here for a couple of days here. People are looking to buy the dip. Eventually, they're going to come in. I had a level lean on, and that's, you know, where I had a pretty good trade off of it. Um, but I think we're just still in this environment where the people who are fading the moves, moving against, you know, when the stocks are up three, four, five hundred 500 Dow points, you're selling into that. Or when you're down three, four hundred dollars or, or, or Dow points, you're buying into that. I think that's the better way to trade in this, you know, contrarian environment we're in. You know, some people, you know, are, are still momentum traders and they're going to find the stocks that are going to go up and buy those or they're going to, you know, short the stocks that are going to go down. But I really feel like we're in a contrarian environment. I think that's the best opportunities is still fading moves. Um, one thing that I know is the lowering volume that we're seeing. We're seeing volume come really down, even down prior to like no kind conviction. of relative. Yeah, no conviction in this move. That's what yeah. that's what I see there. Yeah, at least I from agree. that volume. Yeah, yeah, stocks are rising, but not everybody's running on this rally. Or yeah. everybody's in on this rally. Yeah. So that's what why well, the banking situation, of course, right? Let's just be honest. That's what the worry is still out there. And yes, it's gone down extremely, but the banks still haven't come back. If I saw JPM back at like 140, that'd be a different story. Right. What what would you think, Dennis, if you see GP? I want to see Schwab is one I'm watching close. I love that Schwab was rallying yesterday. It's another reason that I did take along on the SPY because I was feeling like it was the day when that market was down, you know, 30 handles and Schwab was going green and starting to rally. I felt like that was going to lead us out of here. I'm still using the banks as an overall indicator here. So it was a good day yesterday, but I completely agree. I can't really start to just come in here and just, okay, I'm taking my 65% cash. I'm putting it all in right now because yeah. we're turning around. I can't do that without the banks. And exactly. people are going to say, you can rally without the banks. We've done it for years, but we can't, we don't do it with bank failures. So I just don't know if we're out of the woods here yet. Carrie is telling me we're not out of the woods yet, even despite mm-hmm. Schwab having a good day. Carrie was up a bit, but we're still sitting right now near, near the lows. So we yeah. need Carrie above 45 we need Schwab here to hold those gains it got from yesterday and start to make a run here for 60. And then you start to feel like, okay, some confidence is coming back in here. Maybe I should start to look at buying some stocks. But at this point in time, I'm playing defense still, at least in the long-term portfolio. 
I agree completely with that outlook. And that's the same thing that I've been doing is I've been watching this kind of tech run, but at the same time, just keeping my eye to see what's going on in the financials. Are they up? Are they down? And really, the only thing that I really care about is not like a small move up, small move down. I'm looking to see when does that big day happen? And is it going to be to the upside? or the downside. Right. That's definitely going to drive the market. We'll see what happens. Like always, keep up with everything Dennis Dick does. Triple D Trader. You guys know my man. We'll see you tomorrow, Dennis. Go do what you do best, my friend. See everyone. Great great uh, chat here today, too. They're giving us lots of good yeah. ideas. Yeah, so good show. So I thought so, for sure. And for a day that we didn't have much news, I appreciate you guys in the chat keeping up with all the action and asking questions. Like you guys asked about... Uh, we just looked at snow, right? That's what it's all about, team. We're here as a community trying to build together, get you guys ready, of course, for the pre-market action and get you ready for the open, right? We'll see what happens in the open. You guys can come over and check me out on live trading. Been doing pretty good on those swing trades, live trading. And of course, we got a lot more for you guys. Ryan's going to be taking a look, of course, at those AI names. We've been keeping up with small names to big names. That's why I really love our live trading stream. There's not many streams where you're going to be hearing a mention of like GFAI. And then here, of course, Microsoft or a bigger stock like Apple, Tesla, right? Well, we cover it all on live trading. So come over. You don't got to do anything. This will redirect you right over to our trading stream. And it's a really supporting community. And last thing I do want to mention, of course, you guys check out the cannabis conference today. I want you guys to go ahead and check out our virtual event today. We're in out of the fountain blue Miami. Yes, we're in Miami today, team. You guys hit that link. Check out the virtual event. It's starting up right now. I hope you guys make it over there. Hit the thumbs up. And if you guys just want some trading action, you guys can, of course, come over to live trading. We'll see you in a little bit. Smash the like. Let's see what we get today, if we can rally or not.